This is Faster, a podcast by Flow Cycling. In each episode, we interview industry experts to educate you, challenge you, and even change the way you train so you become faster. Ironman Oceanside 70.3 for many is the beginning of the triathlon season. This unique course has coastal winds and rough roads along the old Pacific Coast Highway. In this episode of Faster, we discuss myths around wheel selection for coastal courses and help you pick your best wheels. We also discuss setting tire pressure on courses with sections of rough road and offer our advice on the ideal tire for this course. Listen to this episode of Faster to learn how to get set up for Ironman Oceanside or similar courses so you can become faster. When we're not creating this podcast, we're working on other ways to make you faster. At Flow, we design and manufacture some of the world's fastest cycling wheels that we sell consumer direct to keep more money in your pockets. As a special thank you for listening to Faster, we wanted to offer you 20% off your next purchase. Simply use coupon code PODCAST in all capital letters at checkout. Your purchase will also support our Give Back initiatives. 1% of all sales supports our Bike for a Kid program, where we provide bikes and helmets for kids in need. We also plant one tree for every wheel we ship as a thank you to our planet. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Faster. We are out in San Diego this week. Uh, getting ready for Ironman Oceanside 70.3, and we're doing some stuff on the course here, and we got some some content going out and discussing kind of this course and, and what makes it unique. Uh, there are several things out here that we want to talk about, and the first is just aerodynamics in general. Um, a lot of people think because this is a coastal race that it's uh, you know greatly going to impact their handling uh, because there's a lot of discussion around coastal courses and how they are very windy. If you look at a course like Ironman Kona, it's known for its wind, um, and that causes a lot of people to size down on wheels. Well, in 2015, uh, I was out here. We did a study on this course with our sensor that we used to collect um, wind measurements. So we collect yaw angle, so the angle that the wind hits you on the bike, and then we collect the relative velocity, which basically means what is the wind speed uh, relative to you and your motion. And what we found was something that was really cool. Um, my thought when I first got out here was that we we're going to have these strong winds and they were going to be, you know, larger yaw angles uh, based on a lot of the stuff that I had read about coastal courses. But out here, it's simply not true. So if you look at an average uh, course and what a cyclist sees is they see yaw angle averages and we have those all on our site if you want to check them out and, and on the blog but basically what you see is about 80 percent of your time is spent between zero as uh, minus five and plus five degrees of yaw and then 80 percent is between that minus 10 and plus 10 sorry i said i said 80 so 50 for the first five and then 80 for the last and the rest of it is made up in, in other yaw angles so what you see on a regular course is that it kind of goes from left to right and back and forth. So you might see the, the wind on your left side for a bit and then the wind on your right side for a bit. But out here, there's a large section of the course that is all along the five. And then some of it goes up the old Pacific Coast Highway. And so I would say at least 50% of that course. And then even as you go through like Camp Hamilton and other areas, you're still coming down. You're a bit further off the coast, but it's still impacted by the coastal breeze. And so what we see is the yongle stays the same, the average stays the same, but it is always hitting you from one side because the wind comes off that coast. The relative velocity though itself is really not 
um, any different. It's pretty consistent with what you would see elsewhere. This weekend coming up, what we're noticing, the weather is predicting around roughly 10 miles per hour uh, of wind, which is not really anything crazy. So what we're recommending for wheels out here this weekend is that you are going to be using whatever you're most comfortable with. <laughs> so what does that mean? Um, if you regularly have something like a, we have a Flow 64 AS, on, uh, which is our most common front wheel for athletes, that's so about 64 millimeters deep. If you train on that, race on that or whatever, don't worry about sizing down on a course like this, just use that. Uh, if you're comfortable with the disc wheel and you have one, use it out here. By all means, uh, go with it. Uh, if you're not comfortable with it, then yeah, or you don't own one, then a deeper rear wheel is, is going to be a good choice. The only reason you're going to really want to change that or wheel selection at all um, is if a couple things, and you would probably already have made this change, but that would be because you're just very uncomfortable with crosswinds in general and any type of wind. Some people just don't like them, and that's completely understandable. You would already have sized down, so just bring those wheels. I don't think you need to worry about getting anything shallower uh, for this race and this race coming up. So from a wheel selection perspective, go with what you know, and uh, you should be good out here on this course. Now, from a rolling resistance perspective and setting your tire pressure, uh, we have something kind of uncommon that you would see out here, and that is the old Pacific Coast Highway. That is a road that used to be one of the main roads out here, and it's now decommissioned as a like passenger vehicle road. And so what you get is these sections of this road, pretty much all of it, that are incredibly rough. They're very rough. It takes up about 25% of the overall course. And because that's so rough, you really have to consider what you're going to be doing with your tire pressure. So the rest of the course, if you, as you come out of transition right down by the water, you go up through town, you go in through Camp Pendleton, that's pretty much medium pavement. Um, all of our tire pressure recommendation charts are on our website. And if I take data out of one of them, um, we have a blog that goes along with this and like a YouTube video if you want to check it out. And I'll have some of that in the show notes. But um, we do a calculation. I'll just walk you through that calculation quickly. So let's assume that you look at medium pavement and your weight and your bike weight is about 170 pounds. You're on 28 millimeter tires. And we're going to recommend that you have around a 77.7 PSI uh, front and back for that race. Well, if you look at rough pavement, you're going to be down around 71.3 PSI. So the difference between those two is going to be 6.4 PSI. So what we say is if we know that 25% of our time is going to be on rougher roads, we're going to look at it as, a, as an average so or as a calculation. So what percentage, that 25%, um, we want to know that we would have a lower tire pressure. And what you're not going to do is you're not going to jump off the bike and reset your tire pressure part way through that would make absolutely no sense so we're just going to down pressure some because uh, it's a percentage of the course now the big thing that you want to avoid is having your tire pressure too high once your tire pressure is too high you go beyond what's called the impedance breakpoint and you start losing watts very quickly every one psi that you're over you lose uh, one watt so 25% of the course, 6.4 PSI, 25% of 6.4 is around 1 point, it is 1.6 PSI. So we go to the higher pressure because that's what our majority is. And we're going to pressure down from there to account for some of those lower pressures that we would want to have um, for that higher, for those rougher roads. 
So we're going to bring you down to around 76.1 PSI that we would have you at. Is it ideal? Um, there is some a little bit of margin of error in our tire pressures as it is to make sure that you we are keeping you below that impedance breakpoint. Um, you could arguably say that I'm just going to go with the 71.3 and I'm going to make sure that I am below and I'm not so concerned about the other 75% of the course. You are giving up some, but it's a lot less. So we would recommend right around 76 uh, if you want to do the calculation. If you just want to play it super safe and you're not worried about the minor difference, you can drop, definitely drop down to like that 71.3. And that's going to cover you out here from a tire pressure perspective. There's other things I just want to talk about too is sometimes people think that on a front wheel and a, and a rear wheel, they, I've had a lot of questions over the years where people come in and they say, well, I want to have a 25 millimeter tire up front and a 28 in the rear, right? Because I want the aero benefits. And that's something that's also a myth. It's not true. Um, we look at everything when we go with, uh, when we do all the studies. So we look at a combination of aerodynamics and rolling resistance. So what we know is that the fastest wheels on all of our all sport, all the AS line is a 28 millimeter tire. So don't think about putting a 25 up front and a 28 in the rear. Most people think that arrow is more important than rolling resistance. And when you look at the numbers are pretty much even. So if you are sizing down on the arrow, uh, because you think you're going to get more of a benefit up front, they remember all of our wind tunnel stuff is basically a wheel and a wind tunnel. So it's like a front wheel. Um, you're not going to get a benefit. You're going to want to go with that larger tire size. From a tire selection perspective, if you wonder what tires to use for this race, um, I would go with the Continental GP 5000, either tubed or tubeless. Uh, even though there's rough roads out here, uh, that tire is going to be durable enough. You're going to have uh, great traction. They're super fast from an aero perspective, and they're also very fast from a rolling resistance perspective. There's really very few uh, concerns or courses that I would even uh, that I would not recommend that tire. I'm actually trying to think of one that I wouldn't. Um, if you're worried about punctures, maybe something like Adam Kona. Uh, because of the, there's a lot of steel belted radial out there. Tubeless would be, would be your way to go. Uh, but no, yeah, we would definitely recommend that tire out here for this race. Another thing that I've noticed since coming out here this year, I drove out uh, last weekend and coming out, it's been crazy this year for snowfall and rain. Uh, there's a part of the road that I always remember. It's as you come Basically, you come out of the desert and you start coming into California around San Bernardino. There's this big turn and it drops down. There's these mountains. And I have, one, never seen them so green in my entire life. And B, they were covered with snow. So that is something I've never seen in almost 20 years out here. Not that I go there every day, but I make quite a few trips to California and I've never seen that. So because of that crazy rain and the crazy rain that California has had even all through San Diego... The amount of things out here this year that are blooming are, it's just unbelievable. I mean, wildflowers in the drive that I saw that I'm, I'm sure uh, haven't bloomed in a long time. I know we live in the desert in Las Vegas. I would say probably two or three years ago, we had crazy rains all, all winter there. And I do a lot of uh, hiking in the desert, trail running uh, with a dog and family. And it was the first time in 20 years that I'd seen these flowers that bloomed. It's they kind of lie dormant until they get enough water and then they come up. And this time here in California, um, it seems like the exact same thing is happening. And if you have allergies uh, and you're coming out to do this race, I just want to say 
that it's probably something that you want to think about and consider. Uh, allergy count out here is extremely high. I have allergies. I've noticed it. And it's while it's incredibly beautiful to see, and you'll see a lot of it as you're going through the old Pacific Coast Highway, uh, just make sure that you are definitely considering um, that for this upcoming race. Because the last thing you want is to be out there and not being able to breathe, breathe properly just because of allergies. So uh, looks like it's going to be a great day out there. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. Um, we're super happy to be out here. Uh, we will be here all week. If anybody has questions, uh, wants to meet up, wants to chat, let us know. Um, we're happy to help you with tire selection, wheel selection, or just talking about, you know, getting through the race as a whole. We can work through, um, a number of different things. So if you're out here or you want to chat, uh, message us, you can get us on their site. Uh, you can find my phone number there as well if you want to chat. Uh, but we would definitely be happy to help. So Anybody that's racing out there this weekend, best of luck. This is always sort of the season opener for many people. It's kind of the beginning of the tri-season. So for 2023, uh, let's have an awesome Ironman Oceanside. I hope everyone has a safe race and we will see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to Faster. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Leave a review or teach a friend what you learned today. For more great episodes on getting faster, subscribe to this podcast. While you're on your next ride, be kind to one another and ride safe. Bye. Uh-huh.